Shalom, and welcome to Viahavta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. We have a special passage of Scripture to study together today. I'm speaking about a very unique psalm, Psalm 92. It is a psalm for Shabbat, that Sabbath day. Now, understand that God, God is a God that transcends all things, including time. The Word of God is anointed by His Spirit, which has implications. It is not limited to one culture. It is not limited to a certain time in history. It goes beyond that. There is an eternal aspect to the Word of God. And when we know the Word of God, it is going to lead us, guide us into a kingdom reality. And there's an inherent relationship between Shabbat and the kingdom. One of the ways that the kingdom is spoken of is by that term Shabbat. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms. And as I said, Psalm 92, that unique, special psalm for the Shabbat. Now, the Sabbath still has relevance. That is to tell us that we can learn and benefit from Shabbat. If someone thinks that it's been changed, there's no scripture that says that. If someone says that it's no longer of any significance, we need to remember something. It is Messiah himself who is the Lord of Shabbat. And the fact that he used that term in regard to himself should cause all of us to have a special relevance and a special reverence for Shabbat. It's relevant to my life and I need to revere it because in a unique way, it is connected to Messiah. Now, when we look at this psalm, we're going to learn that although worship is being described, Shabbat is not a day of worship in a unique sense, meaning it is the day of worship. It is not. We find that every day is a day of worship. And that's why, for example, you have in synagogues, you had when the temple existed, you had worship there every day. Not just on Shabbat, but every day. And not just once a day, but three times a day. Now, of course, on Shabbat, there was that Musaf service, that additional service. But, but Shabbat is never seen simply as the day of worship. We worship on Shabbat, but Shabbat is a day of rest. And that does not mean 
that we simply uh, relax. It's a day of leisure. It's a day that I don't have to go to the office. This is not what this word rest means. When we look at it, it has to do with placing someone, lehaniach, placing something, someone in a location. Shabbat has a degree of restoration, a, a replacing where one thing ought to be. It is a day of renewal, a day that God, and hear this, that God has set apart, that he has sanctified with a purpose. And that purpose goes back to creation, the very, very beginning. So we can't think of Shabbat as simply something that is related to the law. Shabbat precedes the law by, by a long time. So remember that when you come across instructions concerning the Shabbat in the Scripture. Well, we need to get into this psalm, so look with me, as I said, to Psalm 92. Let's begin. It says here, and I'm reading verse 1 in Hebrew, there's probably going to be a verse discrepancy between what I'm saying and your Bible. You'll be one behind me. But it says here, a psalm, that is the term mizmor, and then we have the term shir, which is a song. So both words are being used here, a psalm and a song for the day of Shabbat. That's literally what it says, the Shabbat. And we know the Shabbat is, that term Shabbat means to cease, to stop. And the purpose of it is to cease and to stop what is normal. Those six days of work. Why? Well, all the responsibilities of functioning in this world, it's true today, it was true in the past, and it was true long time ago in the past these requirements this work tends to move us away from where god would have us to be we allow the things of the world because we're working among them to have oftentimes a negative influence in us so shabbat is a time that we push out the world in order to return unto god in order to to renew our relationship with him that's the purpose and the meaning of this time of rest it's a time of being repositioned where god would have us to be and i'm talking about it not just physically but primarily spiritually that we are repositioned back in a a healthy and thriving relationship with him not allowing the things of this world the pressures the obligations to to cause us to have a obscure vision of god so once more a psalm a song for the day of shabbat verse verse two it is good to give thanks to the lord and to sing to your name most high now that could be your most high name or to sing to you to your name oh and the implication is most high as in the most high god when we look at this we would see that there's a connection between lord 
and Elyon, the Most High. So I would suggest it's to sing. Some Bibles will say to sing praises. It's simply the word singing to your name. And then I would say, Oh, Most High, meaning the Most High God. So we give thanks to God. We want to acknowledge His character and thank Him for being who He is, for being like He is. He is a good God, a blessed God, a righteous God, a holy God, a God of integrity, a God that does not lie, a God that does not lead us into those things that we ought not to be part of. God has a purifying influence in our life. So we say, next verse, to make known, that is to declare, to tell in the morning. Morning has to do with revelation. It is a disclosure. Morning is when things become visible, they become uh, disclosed. And also, it has to do with uh, a, a priority so morning disclosure morning priority and what should be the priority where it says your grace so make grace the priority of your life and not only receive grace but share grace declare it to others that's what he's saying here to to tell in the morning visible and priority your grace and your faithfulness in the nights nights when things are hidden things are 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 covered up concealed make known that god is a faithful god even at those times when we can't see his faithfulness he is forever faithful and if we're in one of those times when god's faithfulness seems to be obscured that that we don't uh, behold it realize he's never unfaithful he is always faithful so if we don't see it it's just a matter of time until that faithfulness it may be nighttime but morning's coming expect god will manifest his faithfulness to you and because of that there is reason to worship him look at the next verse upon a 10 and this would be a 10 string instrument upon the 10 and upon the harp upon the higayon we don't know what that instrument is but it's a musical instrument and then it says and with a violin so all of these instruments at least three that we know are string instruments and it's talking about uh, making music when on shabbat it's not an issue of work it's an issue of glorifying god we're commanded to do so in this psalm now when we worship god let me ask you worshiping god leads me to and what's the next answer to be glad very simple principle that the scripture is revealing worshiping god praising god thanking god acknowledging god all of that is going to produce within me a gladness how do i know that look at the next verse for you have made me glad O lord how in your work now that's literally what it says and this word for work may be better translated in your labor in your activity what's the scripture saying 
Many meet it, read it incorrectly. God, it's your activity that's going to make me glad. doesn't say that. It says, you have made me glad in your activity. Not what God does to me, for me, but rather it's when I participate in the activity of God. That's why wisdom is wanting to find out where God's working, where is God moving, and then joining alongside, wanting to be part of that. And let me just say very briefly about our organization, that's exactly our methodology. We're looking throughout this world, seeing where God is moving in a mighty way. And then we want to, in some ways, participate in that, join alongside, have a a role in this activity of God. And I can assure you, when you participate with God, He will make you glad. So once more, look at that verse. For you have made me glad, O Lord, in your activity, in the works of your hands. And notice it says, I will shout. This is a word of exclaiming in an emotional way, joy. In a way that, and here's probably the key, if you do a good study of this word, rejoicing and experiencing God in such a way that others take notice of it. It is a word of shouting for the purpose of making known that God is working. God is moving, and he's doing so in your situation. Next verse where it says, Ma gadlu ma'asecha Hashem. How, and the next word is great. And really, how has been been, uh, magnified, we might say, your works Oh Lord, God does great things, magnificent things, large things. This is what it's saying. Your works, God, they are big. And also very deep are your thoughts. Now, this also has some really significant implication. Your thoughts are very deep. Now, deep usually implies underground. And what it's saying here is that the thoughts of God takes into consideration those things that are hidden from our view. Things that are concealed. God, nothing is concealed to God. And therefore, when we are obedient to Him and applying Sabbath truth to our life, recognizing that He, our Lord and Savior, Messiah Yeshua, is the Lord of Shabbat, what god will do is that he will prepare us because god knows the hidden things those things that are concealed deep buried we can't see them god knows them his thoughts take that into consideration and it's only through him when we're with him what do i mean with him in that covenantal let's be very precise that new covenant relationship with god that we can expect that the thoughts of God are shared and conveyed with us. And even if not, God will move us and position us in light of those things that we don't know, that we don't see, that are concealed to us. Nothing is concealed to God. Next verse. Now, he's going to to, uh, contrast what we've just said, one who is participating in the activity of God and one who ignores God. And notice what he says. Ish ba'ar, 
Ba'ar, this is like a, a bore, one who is ignorant, one who does not pay attention to the clues of, of life. Certain things happen that, that should be a signal for us to respond in a different way. This one ignores it. So a, a man who is ignorant, he will not know. And then this ignorant man is being likened to, notice the next part of the verse, Chasil. Chasil is a foolish one. Again, one who does not respond to the information that's communicated to him. He ignores it. He needs to respond. He needs to take action, but he doesn't. That's what makes him foolish. And it says the foolish one will not understand this. Now, this word, this, in Hebrew is the word zot. And I've shared with you that if you do a good study of this word when it stands alone, but not when it modifies something like this house, uh, this book, uh, this place, when it stands alone as it does here. And it simply says, let's look at it again, when it reads, a foolish one, he will not understand this. What is this? Well, when this word stands alone as it is here, is usually talking about the primary things, the, the main things that have to do with God. They ignore that. That's why they're foolish. That's why that they're a bore. That's they're ignorant because they don't understand the, the things of God, the primary things of, of his purpose. Next it says, when the wicked flourish, and the wicked will flourish at times. In fact, many times in this world, it's the wicked ones that seem to, to have all the breaks. Things are going well for them, but realize, what does the scripture say? When the wicked ones flourish, when they blossom, in other words, that's literally what it is, they do so how? Como esef. Como like grass. And they will, will flourish. How? All the workers of iniquity, they will flourish. But notice something. Lashmidam adead, which means this, this flourishing, this success, this uh, blossoming, it lifts them up. It exalts them. It causes people to take notice of them. But for what purpose? For God to destroy them until when? Adead forever and ever so god sometimes lifts up the wicked but he does so in order for us to see them as a testimony don't be wicked this is what happens to those who transgress my law ignore my word is not interested in obeying me the wicked they are destroyed for what forever and ever Look at the next verse, verse 9. Eight in other translations, nine in Hebrew, where it says, And you, speaking of God, you are exalted forever, O Lord. Now, the wicked, they are brought down. They are destroyed. They perish. But the ones who are, are with God, God's going to be exalted for when? Notice what it says. But you are exalted forever, O Lord. Next verse. Those who are not 
in a new covenantal relationship with god they are rejected by him and they are what his enemies and that's why it says look at this next verse for behold your enemies o lord for behold your enemies they will perish that word perish can mean they will be lost that is they are never where god wants them to be where does he want all of us to be with him where is that in his kingdom but his enemies those who and remember the context the ignorant one workers of iniquity those who are wicked those individuals they are going to be destroyed forever and ever it's not a punishment that annihilates them and it's over but that torment and hear this the torment is continuous forever never ceasing never ending never becoming less it is forever and ever and ever and ever and that's why it says your enemies oh god behold pay attention because those enemies they will perish and and you will scatter all workers of iniquity so all workers of iniquity they're going to be scattered now when we look at the scripture god brings us together let me say it another way god gathers us let me give you an example of this in uh, second thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1 one of my favorite chapters in the bible speaks about the last days specifically it says the coming of messiah and are gathering together unto unto him now if you look at it in the original language both the word the verb for gathering together has a prefix it is epi epi means unto so we are being gathered unto and then it says again unto him so he brings us together he gathers us in but those who have no new covenant relationship those who ignore such things as as the word of god as the instructions of god we can say that differently the commandments of god for example shabbat those who do not respond to god's revelation what's going to happen to them yet fardu that is they are going to be scattered they are going to be separated from the people of god the recipients the heirs of the kingdom blessings so they will be scattered all workers of iniquity next verse verse 11 in hebrew 10 and others and you will exult my horn as a buffalo now no one really knows this word it depicts it depicts an animal a strong animal like a buffalo and some will say it's like a a a gazelle some type of a quick moving powerful gracious animal and what it's saying here look again my horn and this many would say is a reference to karen yeshua the horn of salvation messiah and he's saying here you will exalt my horn as a mighty animal speaks about power an animal usually has a a place a location his area 
and the area of this one is the kingdom so you will exalt my horn as a mighty animal and you will will anoint with oil what type of oil you will anoint with oil of of refreshing now this word refreshing we might think of it better it's the word ranan but it can have in our english language an idea of renewal this anointing this anointing of renewal where we regain that strength that power that perspective that call all of these things he's alluding to in this passage so so he will spread anoint you with the the anointing or we should say refreshment oil next verse my eyes will look and this word for look means to gaze thoroughly upon so my eyes will gaze thoroughly upon my my enemy when when they rise up against me evil ones my ears will hear now what's it speaking about seeing and hearing the senses all of this relates to most scholars will tell us perception and we are going to see what god will do eventually at his time as that right time with the enemies of his people those who want to attack those who come against you those who speak against you those who want adversity to be placed upon you god is going to respond so our eyes are going to look thoroughly upon our our enemies my enemy it says when they rise up against me wicked workers my ears will hear and what's going to happen well god is going to bring about a change and what's going to happen the righteous one like a palm tree will flourish like the the cedar of lebanon will and this word means will be prosperous will thrive will have an anointing upon it just like look at the next verse the ones planted in the house of the lord now this tells us this this anointing this thriving this prosperity in a spiritual sense all comes because being planted in the house of the lord in the courtyards of our god they will flourish now what's he speaking about here worship yes this is a psalm for shabbat and one of the things we do because we push out the things of this world our worship is is longer it is more extensive than the rest of the week so yes shabbat and worship have a relationship but it's not the day of worship we worship always but we worship more on shabbat so these images of worship being planted and this is for a young tree planted in the house of the lord and in the courtyards and it's in the plural the courtyards of our god they they're planted in the right place so they will flourish it's a world which means they will blossom verse verse 15. od which means 
continuously, more, ongoing, what's going to happen? They are going to flourish and they are going to continue. Evermore, they are going to produce fruit even when in their old age. We have the word be seva. Seva speaks of a, a gray-haired individual. And even when one gets old, their age is not going to stop them from being, being fruitful, from giving fruit, from being productive. And then it also says the word dishanim. I looked this up and it speaks in this context of that which is healthy. So we're going to flourish. We are going to be healthy. We are going to be renewed. And this is word refreshed ones. We're going to receive a spiritual refreshment. Refreshment that will be. So we will be refreshed. We will be healthy. This is the outcome. And then notice how this psalm ends. To declare that the Lord is Yashar. Yashar is straight. What God says, God perfectly does. This is this idea of Yashar being straight or upright is I believe how some Bibles will translate it. So this one's going through a litany of, of life. He has enemies. He sees the enemies thrive and flourish, but God will cut them down. What do we do in the midst of that time? We remain faithful. We remain worshipful. We remain participating in the activity of God. And that's why it says, last verse, to declare that the Lord is straight or he is upright. And once again, it speaks about how my rock that is messiah my rock there is nothing unrighteous there is no iniquity unrighteousness in him now i want to conclude by something that i've said so many times and that is how important the word righteous is there's no unrighteousness in him why because he's thoroughly absolutely righteous and righteous is a word that relates to the manifestation of god's glory righteousness is an invitation for god's presence his power his provision his perspective to be placed upon you so we want to live righteously we want to be people that understand the benefits of shabbat there is still a relevance to that day or the bible would not give us this psalm nor would it say that our lord and savior messiah yeshua it would not say that he is the lord of shabbat unless that day still has relevance for the people of god well i'll close with that shalom from israel Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.